Welcome everyone to the Underground Sound. I am DJX Tech, joined as always by Carlos Fandango and today our very special guest, Mr. Rookie Rogers. Everyone's doing all right here. We uh, we had a little pre-meeting chat here, so I think uh, we're just going to hop into the music, right? Lim uh, Rookie has kind of like limited time. He's uh, taking some time off on his lunch break, so what do you say? We're going to hear the first song? Sounds good. Right. Who have we got? Play it. So this is going to be, uh, let me load up the screen here real quick. Uh, this is a, a musician that is called Sound Spider. This is his song, Overload. Sound Spider. I love it. I had two thoughts. Yeah. First thought, kind of made me want to go shopping. Great shopping music. <laughs> Second thought is, I could hear that dude, like the whoever the main vocalist is, the guy that started out, I could hear that guy's voice in like 10 different genres. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd love to hear him do some sultry R&B stuff. Maybe some old Zappin Rogers. I think that I think that guy has a really dope voice. 
Yeah, I agree. I think, um, yeah, vocally strong performance. Was that a female vocal at the end, or was it him doing a higher voice? I wasn't expecting that female vocal at the end. I know I've, I've heard the track once, but when I first heard it, and even then, I was you think it's going to be the same voice, then suddenly this sort of other feminine sort of vocal comes in. Right. I can't. You're quite quiet, Tom. By the way, just just so you know, your your mic volume's quite low. Really, is it? Feels low to me. I don't know about you, Ephraim. How about now? Say again. A little bit higher. No, is it better? A bit better, yeah. Okay. I think so. Um, I, I don't know what I'm like either, but uh, um, yeah, so basically, you... um, really professional. You know, on point production, good club dance number. I'm not really into dance music, but that's that is good because it had a lot of ebb and flow. The beat drops, and then the hi hat comes in as well, gives it an extra oomph, and then it stops. And it's you know, the production's really good, and um, the synth is really hooky. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, just really good. A nice length, radio friendly, two minutes 46 or so, and you know, just really good. I think it's really, 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 really strong starter. Two minutes, 46 seconds is definitely, you know, a uh, very good radio quality. It's even good quality for, you know, for, uh, for a club because, you know, you need to constantly be, you know, switching the music up. And so the, the hook was great. really gave me a feel of that, like kind of like, um, like insomnia, kind of like faithless uh, vibe to it with that old kind of like Moog synth in there, like the bam, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, overall, I got to say, like listening, listening to it on the headphones, the production quality is absolutely top notch. Uh, everything is is automated and and really just kind of like mastered really well. So uh, good job on that. This, this mm. is kind of like my opinion. And you were quiet, and the track was slightly quiet. The reason for that was I didn't have my headphone volume turned up enough. Okay, so now I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably a little bit louder than than what I should be. No, you sound great. Oh, th thank you, thank you very much. You sound great. Yeah, <laughs> Carl, Carl, Carl just needs to turn his ears up. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, get the hearing aids going, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but but I, I like it. Um, you know, I've been in touch with Sound Spider. I didn't. I, I've listened to a couple of tracks. I, I haven't listened to that one because I knew that it was on the um, on the agenda for the show. But uh, yeah, I'm very pleased with it. Very pleased with it. So a good opening number to uh, to kick the underground sound off. So hey, mm, really good. Sound Spider also uh, really dope song. I mean, whatever you're doing, you're doing it well. So keep it up for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Great job, man. All right. What do we got next on the agenda here? Looks like, uh, let me see. All right. So we got William Lee uh, in a blink of an eye. Um, any kind of uh, prete pretext to this, Carl? Well, um, if I remember rightly, again, I've only heard this once, maybe twice. I've probably played each of these through twice. So I've, so I've got a bit of a heads up where I'm searching for the music. And anything that's caught my ear in some way, again, this won't be as professional as production, I think, as the other one. But there's something a bit unique about it. And I liked it. It's just, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. But, uh, yeah, um, just sounds like a interesting track, I think, from, from memory. I can't remember much about it. So just kind of uh, reading his notes here uh, in a blink of an eye, uh, this song will be released on May 17th, 2022, which means it has dropped. It is about regards and moving forward. Oh, regrets, I'm sorry. It is about regrets and moving forward. We live in a world where tech can overrun us to the point we forget the simplicity of life. Hope you enjoy it. Pre-save it. Thanks. And then we will post that link, um, obviously, on the, um, on the edited version of the show. So here we go. William Lee with In a Blink of an Eye. 
like seriously north york toronto ontario canada this just sounds like a sounds like a lot to say on a place where you live but you live in like kent and there's like three different names for kent right like kent Birmingham. <laughs> what is it what in my kent yes 
I know there's only just just Kent, but there's um, the county of Kent. But you know, it's it's uh, um, well, you, yeah. I mean, it can be broken down into West and East Kent, but it's um, yeah, it's just Kent really here. But okay, so there, I'm, I'm definitely thinking a little bit more though. So North York, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Of course, uh, Ontario. Yeah, it's where uh, where William Lee is from there. Um, so, rookie, your thoughts? Yeah, two things stood out to me a lot. The first was one of my favorite things about like the lyrical element of any song is storytelling. So that guy, I mean, that guy's a great storyteller. I even without the song, like I feel like me and him could be drinking coffee or having a beer, and he just talk the lyrics to that song. He's telling me a story. Right. That's what I. That's what I love. I think he the song's put together really well. I would have minor critiques on just some EQ things and little mix things, but that's all stuff that, like, it's all stylistic stuff, man. You just make your music sound dope for you and keep telling good ass stories. I love it. So just just to that point, real quick, because uh, I, I know that I know that we've been dealing with this echo for a while. Is the echo still kind of like going through? Does it still sound like kind of like washy or? No, not it's at all. Good to me. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So so maybe it's just because we were performing live. I don't know. I think so. Who knows? I'm not even going to try to think about it anymore, trying to solve that problem anymore. All I know is I got a separate audio recording going on for it. I'll edit it as necessary. My little critique here is that um, that you know as well as I do, Carl, that one of my biggest beefs is that usually the lyrics sound a little too low. Um, this one definitely sounds like it has overlaid vocals. Recorded the track, put the vocals on top of them. When the flute came in, the flute kind of sounded the same, like if the track had been done already and then the flute was put on top of it, it really didn't sound mixed into the track. So uh, production value needs some work. Um, and the So lyrics, how, how would you, just to say to the audience, how would you remedy that? What's the remedy? Would you say the, both re- of you? the remedy is to mix it into a track. Rookie and I had this conversation once, and what you should always do is you should always treat your voice as an instrument. Your voice is an instrument. So the same way that you're recording, like let's say a synthesizer or a guitar or a bass line, whenever you're creating any kind of stems to get an entire song together, you should use your voice the exact same way. And you should spend time on your voice. You should mm-hmm. spend time on your voice, figure out what effects work for your voice, whether it's going to be a gate, whether it's going to be a bit of a delay or an echo. Maybe it might just be a little bit of reverb or a chorus. It's very, uh, you know, learn how to tweak, you know, where to send your voice. If you need to put a little bit more of your voice to the left channel or if you need to put a little bit of of, of your voice to the right channel whichever way it goes figure out how to overlay your voice as well so Mm -hmm. that's but once again the most important takeaway from that once again as rookie and i have have spoken about is treat your voice as an instrument it is very important it makes the song pop but to rookie's point also is that the lyrics were top-notch the lyrics were really good. They were on point. They they definitely had um, a story behind them from beginning to end. It was nice talking about like you know like I got the camera, but then I forgot the SD card, right? And and it's just kind of like obviously these are metaphors for different things. You're gonna have to figure them out for yourself, you know, in your own mind. But uh, but yeah, vocals are top notch. Production the production needs a little bit, you know, um, a little bit more quality. But overall, I think I think uh, I think a good song for a um, I'm assuming a, a beginner. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I, my notes are that it's sort of a retro lo-fi electronic synthy early 80s sort of sound. So maybe it's going for that kind of sound anyway, or maybe it's just, as you say, beginner, new to production. So, but either way, there's that that adds a bit of charm for me and, and the quaintness that goes along with those 
sort of home production values with those day-to-day, everyday lyrics and funny lyrics. And, you know, um, there's sort of a twee, happy, funny, nice vibe. A couple of things that was reminiscent for me. For some reason, Devo came to mind, just maybe the vocal style. Hot Chip a little bit because of the elements of the synths. The Boy Least Likely To, uh, a lesser known group, but they did a song called Be Gentle With Me and they did a lot of sort of twee sort of sounding stuff. Really good, love those <laughs> stuff. But lovely little basic, jolly, ditty, catchy thing, particularly with the synth little and the fluty synth coming in. A little bit of David Byrne in there, maybe, with the day-to-day sort of lyric stuff. I but, can see um, And the intro yep. reminded me of sort of Coldplay sort of hook in one of the songs so yeah for me i i just really love that sort of quaint type of music and production issues aside i love yeah. it yeah no it's a good song production issues aside to your point I, I was thinking that the intro was more of a hello goodbye style oh yeah i suppose yeah yeah, if you, if you if you remember them, they 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 had a they had a pretty good song, but it was definitely it was kind of reminiscent of that. Um, maybe a little bit of Weezer, I don't know because Weezer's a little bit Weezer is a little bit more uh, more. I'm going to use the term lightly hardcore, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean definitely the Hello Goodbye kind of style into it, where it's kind of like maybe got that little bit of a alt kind of like punk ska kind of feel to it. I don't know. That would just be my personal guess on it here so carl i think it's time for the pop of all of destiny it's here <laughs> all the real categories not imagined this time <laughs> oh so, oh we got real paper this time real paper real words real wow. fingers we afford this kind of production i know wow. we have real we've, paper we've going up market oh already God. we are Amazing. spending we are. so much money on this we are moving up in the world right we have Oh, interesting category. Okay, well, if you can look up, there is a category on slaps for experimental. So we do, and just to prove that's what I picked out, it's experimental. Don't know if that's backwards on yours. It's backwards on my screen. No, um, no so it's, it's coming out straight, straight. It's coming out, of course. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, and see what you can find on experimental, because uh, and see what comes up. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. Groups, we're gonna to have to look through here. I know because these, yes, indeed, I think these these are sorted by they're sorted by the number of members by the number of members. Mm. So I'll leave that category people. out. So we've already chosen it. There it is. Ah, two thousand five hundred six yeah. members. That's still not bad. Two thousand five hundred six members. Mm. So uh, let's see. We're always gonna head over to the new. Yeah, why is this good? I think that's the way to do it. What do you think, Rookie? Are you on board with that? We're going to go to the new rather than the hot. Let's do it. Oh well, the new happens to be the hot as well. So yeah, it didn't make that much of a difference. But uh, so this is a Junior Pavilion uh, posted ten hours ago. Uh, he says, "Roll the dice and live the outcome." Um, electronic experimental from his own um, description here. So let's check it out.
I hate to cut any, any song short, but I just feel like we're going to be listening to the same thing um, over and over again. Oh, yeah. You've got to see how it ends, surely. <laughs> yeah, but it might take a twist or turn. <laughs> okay, let's, let's see. <laughs> Nope, nothing different. <laughs> All about the last second. <laughs> so um, I'm sure there's going to be something exciting. <laughs> here's here's my only thoughts. Mm-hmm. I can see this song like if you were listening to kind of um, like if you like uh, put some reverb on it and like made it like kind of like low as background music to like um, you know someone dressed up as a clown like doing some kind of like Halloween like kind of like spooky activity. I could definitely see the song being like background music for that. It definitely has like a Zappa quality to it. Mm-hmm. When listening to it, I, I kind of like automatically just kind of like like think Frank Zappa, right? It's like weird, eclectic. It's out there, right? But um, the only thing that I would say is that this is a two-minute song at best. Um, yes. You know, not three and a half. Um, you know, if you leave it at like two, two and a half minutes, I think that it will have more value to it. Um, you know, um, it's kind of generic. But once again, it is experimental. So mm. those would really be my thoughts on it. I mean, it was decent for what it is. I'm not going to hate it. You know, I don't no. hate it. It's just kind of like, you know, it gets repetitive after a while. Rookie, take it away. Yeah, I, so I had two things. First, the track as is, like... I mean, when anytime I'm listening to music, like I'm begging for the vocal, right? I want to hear the vocal or the story, kind of like I alluded to before. Um, this song, as is, like would be super dope as a, like a soundtrack for a like a bitchin' cartoon, yeah, or like a creepy cartoon or something. Like it would work perfectly for something <laughs> like that. Because um, there's some dynamic and it kind of rises and falls. Uh, secondarily, though, man, if if that track had like an analog just behind the beat, like old drum set that replaced whatever percussion was happening. Right. It would be a great, like mid nineties boom bap kind of beat. And it would be awesome to hear either like a long cypher over the top of it, a bunch of different people doing a verse or find a really good rapper and tell them to hit it, you know? Yes, that would definitely work. Yeah. Uh, having some kind of like, uh, having some kind of vocals to it for sure, especially in the hip hop format because it just happens to have that tempo. So it has that hip hop electronic kind of format with the zap esque, you know, style to it. I think, I think that, th- that those are all things that would work, but I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Creepy kind of like video game or, or, you know, or, or just some kind of creepy background that would definitely, that would definitely be the place for the song. Mm. What do you, what do you say, Carl? Should we, should we leave them five fires? Um, yeah, we should leave him some fires, that's for sure, because he's done something. I mean, he's accurately genred it as uh, electronic and experimental, which it was. Uh, there's some old sampler sort of sounds from the late 80s in there. Um, tense sort of sound, nightmarish almost, uh, maybe deliberately so. Um, sort of since the old blood pressure rising slightly, so as the song went on. <laughs> so uh, it was, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was slightly sort of jazzy in a way. Um, yeah, definitely. You could hear a vocal over it if it's some sort of if it's not hip hop or rap then a spoken vocal like some sort of zapper-esque vocal spoken with an effect on um yeah it was it was um you know when you you hear those in in the middle of your, the night in this sleep and there's outside there's some sort of weird noise going on or something that's repeating or maybe something in the house is making a sort of reverberating noise 
and you sort of got that in your head and you can't get rid of it. It's got, it was that kind of thing in a song, it felt like to me, which may be the intention of the uh, maker. Not the maker, well, but the maker of the song. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, well, let's, maybe that was the hand that, of God. Let's not get into that whole discussion just now. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, rookie, how are you doing on time? I know that you're kind of short on time here, so how are you doing on time still? I got, I got time for one more, and then I got to get back into work. All right, so let's do uh, let's do one more here since rookie has time for it. Then we'll take uh, we'll take a quick ten minute break after that. Um, not that I really need to announce it, but you know, but it's just <laughs> we'll do it because to everybody that's actually watching this video because it'll be edited down, it'll be very seamless. Uh, so this is your uh, third song, third track sent over, Carl. This is um, Bronze and Steel, like art. Um, any kind of uh, preface to this? Well, as you can see from that sort of, uh, um, what do they call it? Um, I forgot what they call the sound thingy, the wave file thing that they show there. It's sort of got a bit of a swell to it and a bit of a build and ebbs away so i quite like that for a start it's quite appealing to look at you think oh that could be interesting bit of a build um yeah this one sort of appealed it's got something a bit about it that i quite liked and um i think people out there might enjoy this one okay three minutes 36 seconds for rookie and let's take it away Like hearts 
rookie, rookie Rogers, take that one away since you are short on time here, buddy. Yeah, two things. First, I would have loved to have been around in like 1998 at a show where that guy was playing. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun to see live. There's just a lot of dynamics. I wasn't wasn't quite expecting the little guitar solo to break out and then everything to kind of blow up. Super dope. My only critique, I guess it'd be stylistically, is that there's a lot of a it's, at least on my end, it sounded like a lot of effects on the vocal, which took away from the main vocal. The dude's a great singer. And yeah, so I would... No, go, go ahead, finish your thought. Well, I just, I would have loved to hear more of, like, I'm not opposed to vocal effects. I think I heard more of his effects than his actual vocal, though. It's I, If you're a dope singer, man, be a dope singer. So that's my only thing is I just, I would have rather heard more of his... Uh, I guess his organic vo- voice than whatever processing or effects he had on it. So, Carl, you you were nodding your head yes there. You agree with that? Turn your mic on. Yeah. <laughs> that tends to help. I don't know if it makes any difference to keep my mic off, but I, I just, yeah, just mute some... it. Carl, you sound much better muted. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. We could just make up our own words. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, yeah. I'm, this is an interesting point about the vocals because I'd messaged you then to say has you know has it gone away again are we having that problem so but it, then I realised it's just on the vocal so I think if that effect had been used on just a line or two here and there to bring prominence to certain parts would be fine I agree with Rookie's comment about the vocal thing yeah if you're a good singer and he does sound like a good singer. Um, Maybe it's a vocal confidence thing and he wants to mask it and think, well, I don't know if my voice is good enough, so therefore I'm going to mask it a bit, as people do sometimes. Now, well, I agree with Rookie on that one. You know, sing, go for it. Uh, more voice, less effects, um, because the effects, the effect in that instance was a little distracting. So maybe just lessen it a bit. Just, you know, you can have that Lennon-esque type tape delay, echo delay type thing. But if it's overdone that's one of the main takeaways, then then you don't want that to be the main takeaway from it. You want it to be remembering the vocal, the, the performance, the m- melody. It's quite a bit of melody in there. Slow yeah. build, love that. It suddenly burst into life, and I really like that. It's, it's suddenly become an anthemic sort of show tune from the 90s, as you say, or or, or from the noughties, really. And, or it's almost like the bit at the end, you can imagine that being used on one of those Saturday night talent shows where they're giving the background to that singer's journey up to into the final stages and all that kind of thing. So so that could easily be used and, and it's got that feel to it. So for me, I think that's what I, my main takeaway from the song was love the way it just suddenly bursts into life. You're kind of almost not expecting it yep. as well. Because it doesn't it's not like it's a slow build, it suddenly just hits you. And it works. It goes from like segment to segment, that's for sure. I don't know if we're hearing the same thing is the problem here. So I don't know if, if Rookie's hearing the echo on his end and if you're hearing the echo on your end. Um, it, for me, it sounded all right. I, I actually made a note of it that the, uh, that the vocals to me sounded more like a, uh, a crash test dummies kind of like style vocals to it. Um, but I got to tell you, like the song overall, the production is, is great. I think that it's set up nicely and to Rookie's point is definitely like, you know, at the beginning of the song, you would have all the lighters out in the arena, you know, and everybody would be waving their arms back and forth. And then you have this, you know, grand kind of like 
epilogue to the um, to the entire story that's going on there. So I thought that the I thought that the lyrics were great. Uh, I liked the nice acoustic guitar solo that was kind of like thrown in the middle. Um, it had a great buildup in itself yep. to the end, right? Which makes it kind of like that anthem kind of song where you can listen to it when it's quieter, when it gets into the solo, and when it gets to the you know grand finale of things. So I think that the um, that the production here is very well done. There's a few credits uh, on screen right now for everybody to look at. Um, so if you'd like to check them out, obviously the link will be in the description of the video so that way we can promote these artists uh, the way that we need to. Um, but I, I like it. I like it. I think it was a, I think it was a great overall song. I will yep. say on the vocal thing, I just had a quick snippet in my cans, my end, and actually the vocal sounds really good at this end. So yeah. it was something we're hearing. The echo, the back and forth. Yeah, ah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, Rook, I, I'm going to tell you, check it, check it out again, because uh, because I think, like, like again, like it was a crash test dummies. Like, if you remember that song. Yeah. It doesn't sell, sound like much uh, echo reverb on it at all, actually. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. They yeah. were they were very clean. I, I very much enjoyed. Uh, very strange. I'll that. check it out on Slaps. I'll listen yeah, to it by itself. Definitely recommend that to everybody as well. Check it absolutely. out on Slaps. And so, uh, absolutely, absolutely, guys. Uh, obviously, you're hearing it here from a different audio recording that I'm doing. The guys here are hearing it a little bit differently. Um, we've tried to figure this issue out many a times. We're we're literally transmitting it. You know, one gigabyte a second. So it's definitely not an internet issue. It's something else. We just we we've tried to wrap our heads around it and figure out a couple times. We just can't. But uh, but let's let the guys listen to it. So Carl, if you can forward rookie the um the same list that you sent me in yeah. order in order that we went, so rookie can actually check this out again. And uh, and I, I guarantee you, rookie, when you hear it, you you'll see what I'm talking about with the crash test dummies kind of thing yep. right there. So um yeah, I liked it. I think it was a great song. Definitely worth checking out. If uh, if anybody's listening right now to um, to this song, then obviously go check these guys out. Listen to them. Share the share a couple of fires with them if you're on Slaps. Give them a like. Give them a share. Give them a save. Let's promote these underground musicians. And uh, I know Rookie has to get back to work here. Carl and I will take a quick uh, quick five or ten minute break here while uh, he's getting back to his stuff. So, Rookie Rogers, thank you for hopping on for this uh, for this initial half hour of the underground sound. We will definitely be in touch. Uh, it was great having you on board. It's nice having a third person. I gotta say, yeah, yeah. great to be able to jump on here. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that the way this went. This was, a, this was, a, you know, a nicer back and forth. I thought that maybe three people might get a little busy, but, uh, but it definitely helped to have a third opinion. So, um, are you ever gonna do a rookie report for us, or, or a rookie review? Is, is what it's gonna be with this show, right? Are you absolutely, gonna... absolutely. I got another few weeks of uh, kind of figuring out my place at the new job you know right and right. then uh once i have that and kind of my my day-to-day -day routine all buttoned down then yeah i'll be able to carve time carve time out to do that for sure does, does your new job include robbing banks because you're like totally dressed like asa right now <laughs> like you got the yeah dude with the yeah, dark I'm, i mean my new job doesn't include that but i'm al always ready for it so you're as soon as I see a vulnerable bank, I'm ready to just jump out and <laughs> just just in case, it, you know, just, just in case the cholos hop out, right? <laughs> just in case, just in case. All right, brother. Want to thank <laughs> see you, for you guys. Us. Be good. Take care, All man. Right. Thank you, bro. So okay, so now we're going to go into um, to the fourth track that you got here, and that is start presenting the screen here. Oh yes, oh yeah, fourth track, and that's the fifth track tonight. Ah, oh, Natalie. Yeah, I'm calling this the fourth track just because the um, 
Yeah, because my list. Your list. So you had Mayar Enbeer with a song called Madness, but that was the same link that was to Sound Spiders Overload. Was it? Okay, that's interesting. So I'll, I'll try and find Mayar Enbeer. That was a little error then. If you'd yeah. like that, I can do that now. Yeah, that would be fine. So, uh, okay, so this is so, so uh, this is uh, Natalie uh, with uh, let's see. Uh, so it says that it's a uh, pop genre, La Parenthes Enchante. Obviously, I'm saying that wrong because I'm, I'm assuming that that's that that's French. Is it French? Enchante? Yeah, Enchante. Okay. Enchante. There we go. Yeah, okay. La Parenthes Enchante. Enchante. So, uh, any any pretext to this that I should know about? Um, I think she's quite new on here. Um. And I think this one, yeah, it's, it's quite French, but it's, I think you'll probably, well, I'm hoping you'll quite like it because it's sort of a slightly sort of a synthy electronic sort of thing and uh, poppy, but, um, but yeah, with a French sort of tinge to it. And yeah, I, I think her stuff seems quite interesting at the moment. There's just something about it that, that really appealed to my ears on this one. I don't know quite what it was, but I thought, hmm, I think you'll like this one. I think. It's kind of strange. She has not, I mean, she has two saves, no fires or anything like that. Posted five days ago. I would think that she would have more, uh, especially being in the, uh, in, ah, the, in the pop genre. Might be reason for that. I noticed that some people, I think by mistake, or maybe it's a systems thing, um, they upload and then they might upload a track three or four times. And I don't know why they do it or if they do it by mistake or if they're new to it, that they've done it by mistake. But I think when you click on her profile, the same songs might appear a few times. Therefore, the comments and fires get spread. Okay. That might be the reason why. Well, we'll help her out with that possibly. So uh, let's <laughs> let's take a listen to it. Uh, so here, you pronounce the name then since so we don't so, have to so. La Parenthèse Enchanté. All right. La Parenthèse Enchanté. Tu es ma parenthèse 
track all around um i think in my personal opinion is if you take off the vocals you're pretty much listening to like jean michael jar so it has that old school kind of like you know electro vibe to it which is the comment that i made um but it's not that there was anything lacking in the vocals i'm just saying like what the what the melody sounds like to me mm. because the vocals um obviously worked very well with the song uh, I, I didn't understand it obviously i don't speak french yeah. but um, you know, with songs, you don't have to really understand the language to understand the language of the music, which is the language of the music definitely flowed. So it's got a really good production quality to it. Mm. Um, everything just kind of like works. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, if, she, if she's doing this herself, like, let's say like, like who we've been talking about before, De Laurentiis, right? If she's working on this herself, then she's doing a top-notch job. Um, if she has a sound engineer, then obviously the sound engineer is doing a top-notch job, but, uh, mm definitely like the like the classic like electro vibe funk to it uh along with the lyrics so great song overall i like it i enjoyed it yeah same i mean i think you know this is where music is universal you can hear you know the the mood of the song without knowing what the words uh, that you know without knowing the content of the lyrics that are being sung if you don't speak french so um so i like that i like her voice i like her delivery it's very sort of almost laid back style um, French accent obviously comes across. She's not sort of disguising or pretending to be something else. She's an, um, I'll choose my words carefully, an older artist. She's not a slip of a girl, you know, some young um, pop wannabe, but but an, a more mature artist. So, so it's nice to think that, you know, there's people out there of all ages uh, bringing fresh new music out there to, to the world. Um, but yes, the, the song stands, would stand up as an instrumental on its own. Uh, synth and the sounds and the beat was the, the snare clappy mm. snare beat really nice sound and the production was good um so i i really like that and i think she's got a lot of potential there there's 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 something i mean imagine actually you're saying about de Laurentiis. now imagine if she teamed up with de Laurentiis and you had her because she's kind of got that vocal sound that de Laurentiis, not not the same voice but that sort of synthesized vocal almost that could fit nicely onto Laurentiis's music yeah yeah that that would be for sure they would team we, up really well yeah we we talked about who it was Leon, i think that we were talking about that uh that we needed to put in touch with Laurentiis also i think i'll have to look i'll have to look back at the at the, at the uh, previous show that, that that we did and um 
and figure out exactly what that was. But, you know, but I, I agree with you, you know, um, especially kind of like since they actually would speak the same language, maybe they could, uh, you know, get something going because, uh, you know, the live sessions that, that De Laurentiis had were, you know, fantastic. So this one, um, I don't think that there would be any kind of, you know, gap in kind of like speaking about the music that they, uh, that they, that they like together. I think that they would work really well, especially mm. being two females also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they have the same kind of, uh, you know, mindset on on where things are going. I'm not sure if she is classically trained, uh, you know, as as Dolores is. Who knows? Um, I definitely would like to hear more by Natalie. That's for sure. Uh, so I'll check out her profile a little bit later on and uh, and hear some of her uh, some some more of her music here. So um, yeah, but overall, once again, great production quality. It was it was a nice opening. Once again, could be an instrumental by itself, but I mean, everything all the way through just really kind of like vibed. It would definitely be something that I could see, you know, on my um, on my kind of like chill lo-fi kind of like, you know, like uh, like playlist, you know, yeah. kind of like something to just kind of like mellow out to. Like, let's say if I'm, um, you know, washing up the dishes or whatever the case may be, something having to, going on in the background, boom, boom, boom. You got that nice beat to it and everything. It's just, uh, it works. It works. I like it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So here we go. Segment number six, the Purple Ball of Destiny. It's back. Number two. Right. I'm <laughs> Nemo Shivai. I'm Nemo Shivai. Right. Here we go. So, actually, I should be looking, should I? Right. What do we got here? Well, that was two. Oops. Oh, dear. That one got away. Oh, God. That's about three. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, oh. What's this DC Rue? Is that DC Rue? Anyway, it says, right. I don't know why the DC Rue is on there. What that was. There's something about Rookie Rogers, but it says we choose. So this is one where we choose the category. So you can choose. It's quite a cool one to do. And you you choose whatever category you want. What do you fancy? Where do you think the uh, interesting song is going to come from? And we go for it. How about okay? So I'm not I'm not going to be digging because this is supposed to be pretty random. So I'm not going to dig. Um, the first thing that I could that I could see on here is alternative rock, which kind of seems like um, like maybe we haven't heard a lot of. Mm, mm. We've heard, we've heard some um, some uh, electronic stuff, some hip hop. We we had hip hop on the last show. Um, so what do you what do you think? Alternative rock. Yep, the two that catch my eye are reggae and alternative rock. So alt rock is good. Thirty thousand and a half members. So yeah, there's got to be something good in there. Yeah, let's switch to the What's new. new. I love the idea of doing. Oh, it's another one that's new and hot. Is it? Oh no, there we go. There we go. The East Stand posted six minutes ago. Oh, so, well, uh, here we go. This goes well with the uh, Purple Bowl of Destiny Red Cup Plastic Party of Doom. There you go. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Teams up very nicely. Let's check it out. <laughs> Why does it 
I would dare to say that that's more punk than alt rock. Yeah, well, it's it's for me, it's got that sort of um, there was mid to late eighties, particularly late eighties, I'd say, had certainly in the UK the indie rock and in indie indie what indie music used to be was that kind of thing, very independent music sound, like they're going to a studio and just you know lay down a track as they would play it live. Yeah. Yeah, not high, very high energy and big bass sound, uh, that sort of weird sort of chord movement in certain sections where there's a bit of a sort of clashy sound of bass and guitar chords. Um, no major ebb and flow, but it probably didn't need that because this is how the track would sound live, I'm guessing. Uh, the overdrive vocal was, yeah, you couldn't really make out much of the lyrics being sung. Um, so, but, you know, it's it's definitely in that sort of, indie rock punk post-punk sort of era um a genre i should say um but yeah it's right it's quite a rough rough and ready recording overall because okay, i was i was kind of thinking like who's the uh who who was the group that did um anarchy in the usa oh, oh I, well anarchy in the uk was um the sex pistols the sex pistols kind of gave me the sex pistols vibe to it you know it was just um that kind of style right where where it was just like let's hop in the studio let's get this recorded this is the way that we're going to perform it live this is the way that it's going to be done so it didn't really have any kind of like really inherent like um like production value uh to be honest um uh, it's a a very fast style i was trying to i was trying to like wrap my head around like who i could compare it to to the uh you know that was in the in the uh, in the u.s and i just really couldn't but the low vocals as you know bother me um, there is a, a bit like way too much effect on them. And the bass is like kind of like screaming over the drums. The drums kind of sound like they weren't recorded like, you know, drum per drum. They sounded like they were recorded with a microphone that was like kind of like standing off just uh, just off. Like an overhead microphone. Yeah, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I mean, high energy song, obviously, there's definitely a market for it. There's nothing wrong with it as far as where the... Uh, where the structure is concerned or where the song is concerned it's just kind of like would this ever kind of like make it into the mainstream then i really don't think so unless it really kind of like maybe developed like a huge cult following um but with that being said this is the east stand they're from uh, brisbane australia um and that one was called red cup plastic party of doom yeah subsequent to the uh, purple bowl of destiny <laughs> yeah know? well I, th- I think with that one i mean it's it's um I think you're right about the bass. That that's a really important point. Is that a lot of bands, you know, when you when you're in your school bands and stuff like that, you sort of you're competing for ear space, you know, for, for vying for attention. If if the drummer's quite loud, you think, oh, I can't quite hear my guitar. I'm going to turn it up a bit. Bassist then says, well, I'm going to turn mine up. But that bass definitely went up to eleven. Oh, it did. It for sure did. <laughs> it, and it really, yeah, you, you really couldn't like feel what instrument was taken over right because the guitar was there but the guitar was very kind of like shallow and just kind of like melancholy Mm -hmm. um so yeah just a little bit of work there but like i said it's one of those songs that could definitely develop you know a cult following and and you know Mm -hmm. and could and could be something uh could be something great so you know Mm -hmm. once again there's there's nothing wrong with it per se no no proper sort of indie song really yeah, I'd say most definitely. So, you know, if you have fifty bucks to spend on on you know on an hour of recording, then this is probably what you're going to end up with is just kind of like the way that I would look at it. Yeah. So we got a song. This would actually be track number. Well, uh, I'm track gonna, seven in total. 
I'm going probably. down the list. So this would actually be track five because we did yeah. two for two of the Purple Bowls of Destiny. Yeah. So this one would be track five. And uh, so on your list, this would have been track six. But we're gonna get we're gonna get to the to the to the first track a little bit later because uh, just because we had a different link for it. So that this was was uh, Matthew McLaughlin. Um, let's dance on our bed. So this is a singer songwriter, and it just says underground as far as the genre is concerned. Do you have any um, um, any preface to this? Yeah, I think this, this is a guy that could um, be quite interesting. I, th I think yeah, because he's on his profile, it's something like you know influenced by um, well, some some of the you know good music, oh, yeah, like the Beatles and, and other well known musicians and singer songwriters and things. So I think. Um, yeah, it's got potential, and I, I, there's something about this track that sort of pricked up my ears, and it wasn't outstanding, and yet I think it's interesting, and there's something about it that stuck with me, and I thought, do you know what, I th I'll listen to that again, and so I did, you know, two or three times in the end, so I thought it was all right. Okay, so uh, Matthew McLaughlin, uh, Let's Dance on Our Bed, uh, as described, an upbeat love song with some trumpet and Latin percussion. Let's check it out. Some beads are placed on necklaces And sold as merchandise In countries where it doesn't rain And people hardly cry Every day is just another day awake Reciting words that I will say a picture in your face Some words are written on no cards And studied for good grades I get straight A's You whispered over for the mama's home And by the time I get to Boston We should spend some time alone Trade my body for the air, the kind you can't see Constantly caressing you in places gone unseen I'm here to help preserve your life and give you what you need So just breathe I feel like a seasoned carpenter gaining fame in the trade as else I knew was for you alone Together we made it our home Surviving every storm that came our way While learning from our love Our past mistakes There's a history between you and me, and if we're looking 
life is no fairy tale Cause we're still figuring out the things that they become We're in love So, um, yeah, the, what I liked about it, it was um, sort of jolly, happy, upbeat sort of feel to it. So that's that's for a start. So that that, that sort of appeals. In fact, in, in my comments on the track, when I commented to um, uh, Matthew on this one, was uh, saying that I think the sound of the song, I can it immediately smacked to me of it was made for the end credits of a rom-com type film. So yeah, like Hugh Grant, Liz Hurley walking off down the street or something. I can imagine, imagine that while the title credits come up and you can sort of hear this song, particularly with the end part with the, where he says it's sort of Latin parts. I, I, I hear it as a very much a mariachi sort of trumpet part. Yeah. And I love it for that. Now I love that that kind of um, trumpets anyway, uh, title, love it. It's nice. Um, so uh yeah it's sort of looking back and reminiscing um i think his interestingly his vocal style it reminds me most most closely to morrissey now morris not in timbre of his voice and the sound of his voice but the delivery and the style and the content of the lyrics and the way it's being delivered so there's a couple of sort of morrissey-esque sort of thing so so i don't know if he's one of the influences um don't think he's listed on his profile as one of his influences but um, I can hear that that might well be one of his influences. I think he says, there we are, yeah. So there's a few modern influences as well as Burt Bacharach and so forth. So I think this is a guy who, okay, he's only uploaded two tracks so far, um, but I think he could be, you know, one to watch as a potential, you know, good composer of music. I think he could compose some songs well. So yeah, for me, um, yeah, nice, pleasant song. Not set in the world light, but but I do think it's a nice song. I think the lyrics are great. To me, it just kind of like sounded all over the place, the song in itself. Like I do, I do like the title, Let's Dance on Our Bet. Um, so for sure, with the um, with the description, an upbeat love song with some, trump with some trumpet and Latin percussion. No, it wasn't some. It definitely, I thought that he was going to start, you know, singing in Spanish because uh, <laughs> it definitely did sound like a mariachi kind of song. But then as the song went on, I kind of like picked up some um and i and i was looking through this as uh, as the song was playing um and I, I don't see any of the um any of these in his uh, in his influences but i mean i picked up Coldplay, verve pipe and like honestly like even lisa loeb i could see kind of like doing this tempo of a song um especially with with the description with it being kind of like an upbeat love song uh, lisa loeb would obviously be on the lower end of that but uh, I could definitely see Coldplay or Verve Pipe doing this. You know, it's just, um, yeah, it, it was all over. It was all over the place for me. And just uh, at four minutes also, um, maybe a little too long. Yeah. Do you know what? I did put a comment down. The midsection 
you see where in the actual um uh yeah there's there's less yellow dots which is where the fire has been allocated that yep. section there that whole section leading up to where it sort of then come back in with a bit of a burst uh, i've put it was a bit drawn out probably 30 seconds cut out i reckon you could probably cut that down by about 30 to 45 seconds lose that middle section and make it more radio friendly by making it about three minutes 15 to three minutes 30 you wouldn't miss that bit i mean you know lyrically you might so that might be an album version that's extended whereas the single version radio edit i would say you cut that 30 to 45 seconds cut the fat off and then you've got a nice more compact song that works better for radio listening you know so yeah. i I, th I think i wholly agree with that and i, I think you know if if we could slightly less drawn out so that that middle section or something or maybe if that middle section is staying then i would say you know just drop the music out a little bit so it's just then the guitar something else going with it something coming back in and then the music comes in so it's just just a bit more ebb and flow i agree with you let's cut out the middle section here where we have absolutely nothing going on so there's no kind of like let's say uh just quote unquote viewer retention right so we got nothing going on there because there is nothing going on there and then as far as the ending like if we trim that from a fade to you know kind of like a bit of and just kind of like get it over with i think that that could trim it down to a nice 3 315 330 somewhere around there where where we could make it radio friendly because at four minutes it is just a little a little drawn out um overall the production quality good it's just once again for for my taste it's kind of like all over the place but uh still fine um so as you saw i followed him just to kind of like see what he'll be up to next yeah um it would be uh it'll be quite interesting i'll listen to the other song later on here and uh where are we now so we just finished track five. Oh yes so does that mean ah this is isn't this one of your picks now or is it no no or is it hot off the press no because this would technically be number eight is what it would be so we have this one more song to go here before we get to hot off the press what was your idea for hot off the press anyway um that is where we go to the new slaps uploads the latest very latest one whatever section it is whatever genre we play it front page brand new yep. hot off the press okay completely okay. hot off the press so so our listeners and and viewers are getting the freshest song possible yeah so i'm recognizing some of this writing here this writing looks like it could be uh let's see uh is it is it going to be finnish alias hoiskar Hoy, yeah and it's barricade i think they're called um the actual group so, because i think they list the actual um it's weird because mine is carlos fandango carlos fandango right but some artists are the individual person who then works with groups maybe and i think that's the way it works is that whatever the the, the artist name is is just above the song yeah no because i always sign up to everything as djx tech i'm pretty sure that if i had actually signed up with my full legal name then then that's what have probably been up there okay so it's a barricade um not spelled the traditional way obviously you can see it on screen here it will be in the links also so when i saw her face it's a rock song all right all right breaking away a little bit here okay so rock song uh any kind of preface to this only my comments on there i like the whole way all part <laughs> no, yeah. you'll see when you come to it but i i had a little um i, I yeah I, i've put a comment that i'd how i'd be inclined to do it maybe as a 12 inch version or start the song with that so that you're familiar with that to start with but we'll talk about that in a minute 
Yeah, well, let's, let's check it out. So this is uh, Barry <clears throat> with When I Saw Her Face. saw my comment there fantastic for a debut nicely done mm -hmm. a couple of fires given to them i have followed them i think that they're going to be somebody to uh to pay attention to i think that as far as this song is concerned for an intro debut um i see what you're saying about the oh way yeah, yeah i see i see what you're saying about that but i mean overall this just kind of like rocked because it has like that um has a great opening with with a funk vibe and it goes into um what we would call here in america probably like country rock you know so it kind of like yeah. has that feel to it but it's definitely uh you know like listen the time is right it's radio worthy 
Um, this could definitely develop a very quick following, very quick following for sure. Mm -hmm. um, depending on, on which city you play it in, what radio station would actually pick it up. But I mean, you know, there's even uh, a, a good bit of promotion on this, I think would go a long way that this song would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, um, yeah, not, I mean, I, I sort of revised my comments slightly in terms of, well, actually, no, let's think for a single version. I think I still want to hear a bit more of a guitar solo in there somewhere because it's that kind of song. So it feels like it, it doesn't, it didn't lack for it, but it just, just, you can imagine it being in there. So if I was going to say a four and a half minute or four minute, 12 inch version, I would start. The riff is really strong. So it hooks you in Ooh. straight away. However, with the 12 inch version, I would probably start with the, uh, the beat strong. Maybe the bass comes in, but then have the vocals. Oh, Hey, and, and just have that going on uh, just for a bit, a few bars, then get into the riff and, and yeah, then go for the song, then add a guitar solo just to extend the song for an album version or 12 inch, uh, because it it wouldn't hurt it at all to have those as it is. It's it's perfectly fine. Yeah, you've got that sort of sing along bit of it. And the reason I would have that potentially at the start on a, a version is because when it does come in it's a bit of a surprise uh, i always like if i'm going to have something later in the song i like to have it in there in some form early on if it's you know if it's coming into the song quite late in i like to then have it familiar by the time you hear it later in you know this is one of the th this is one of the songs i think personally could very well end up being like maybe like a like a seven or eight minute live version with exactly oh. what you're talking about. Right. Cause like, let's say that we started off the song with like, like about where the two and a half minute mark or the two, two and a half minute mark. They actually had a little bit of what it was almost a bass solo, but like what you're saying, if you just had the drums kind of like start off and then the bass guitar just kind of like kicked in just to start, just to start that song off live. Right. And then you get a little bit of the lyrics, and then you go into that ho oh way oh yeah. You imagine that, and then it's just the oh, drums way oh right, and everybody's going to be exactly. clapping along with it. I could mm. definitely see that, and I mean that would make for an awesome concert spectacle right there. Um, yeah. It definitely has the potential to be one of those songs. I think so. Great track, good pick, Carl. The nice, very nice. Very, th yeah, yeah, thank you. I, I think as as well, just the the uh, strong vocals as well. Um, I think at the end it felt a little unsure at the end it might be just the way they want to tail it off you know but i, I feel like even the that they could afford to just you know beef up the ending with a sort of like a real proper sort of you know few licks on the guitar or something and a real yeah. proper sort of ending so it's really decisive either that or fade out i mean it probably is i think it works better probably as a cold cut ending but as it is yes. now yeah. um but you know there's there's a there's so many ways this is the thing with songs you've just got to pick and choose what's right for the song it's a good thing to for people to you know who are out there who are making songs they always think about that end yeah do you want to fade out do you want a cold cut um what kind of song is it yeah how do you want to make it interesting at the end do you want to leave people wanting more at the end and to press replay so they play it again yeah and it does leave you wanting more you i think with that one you feel like actually i want to play that one again <laughs> and hear that riff at the start yes. and get that feeling yes. you get when you hear that riff yes that once again that's why i hopped on with a follow right away is because mm. the song is absolutely uh it's definitely follow worthy the band is follow worthy uh, mm. i can't i can't wait to see what they uh what they come up with uh you know uh in, in the near future hopefully obviously since this one was just posted six days ago but you know as far as radio 
would go. I would definitely end it with a fade out just because, you know, the DJs like to come on and they like to talk a bit afterwards, you know what I mean? And just kind of like talk about it. So if they have a nice fade out to it where they're actually fading into the, uh, to the next song coming up, then this is a great radio version as it is. But uh, on an album version, 100%, I would say extend it a little bit because it is, it is very hooky, very catchy. Um, it's got you from the get go and it'll, you know, keep you in the song. And so having a little, having it a little bit of extended with a nice big boom at the end would just make that, make that track really, really, you know, um, like kind of like a viable competitor for, for, you know, one of the top tracks out there for top 40, I even. Absolutely, yeah, and it, yeah, that that kind of whole or it reminded me of something, yeah, this kind of catchy sing alongness of the Jay Giles band Centerfold, that kind of thing, yeah, where you just can't help it, you just hooked in into that sort of singing and riff and everything, and and you just you have to, you have to just yeah. because just because even from the beginning of the song where it starts out, where it's, I mean, you're in there, you're in yeah. there right off the bat. So if you can imagine like this being probably like let's say the fourth, fifth, sixth song in a set where they're actually, you know, performing live, then this song is definitely going to be one of those that's going to have you like standing there and like stay at that, uh, at that concert. You know, it's uh, definitely very catchy, very hooky. Nice pick. Very nicely done, Carl. Yeah. Thank you. And very nicely done barricade. I should love giving you all the, <laughs> you wrote the song. When I saw her face by barricade, this will probably go. Um, I'm thinking about starting a section on the YouTube channel, which is going to be the tops of the tops. This is probably mm. going to make the tops of the tops, but we're going right. to have uh, to—we'll have to give it a month before uh, before we get to the tops of the tops. But this is a contender for me. Good. I'm going to say so. Uh, what say we do? Hot off the press. Ooh, exciting! Brand new, brand new. So that's what we got. Hot mm. off the press. This is uh, let's see, Sunny Prada. It's pop out now. PLZ, please stream and uh, LMK. Let me know what what y'all think. Okay, so kind of a let's see for five minutes. We got fifty one fires, zero saves. Uh, looks like no comments just yet, no follows. Oh, it's one play. Okay, so we'll actually be the second people to play this here. Um, so let's see what Sunny's all about first. How about we do that? So Suny, Suny, I'm assuming is going to be so uh, from Austin, Austin Texas, Texas, USA. Let's see. Um, Two influences, Keshi and Aries. I don't know who either one of those are, to tell you the truth. I'm suspecting it's going to be rap rather than pop. Probably. But let's see. Let's see. I'm assuming. So let's give uh, – I'm pretty sure it's going to be Sunni instead of Sunny, isn't it? Sunni, just with one N with, uh, with, with Prada. Okay, let's check it out.
my type True. You could give a damn about one day night Don't push my luck, told me twice But I can't help but fantasize If hell on earth is true Then Lord let me take my time Cause I don't think I'm ready to go, oh no As long as your hands and mine pleasantly surprised there actually I, I i was expecting with the picture yeah the photo of the i was thinking hmm looks a bit like it could be a hip-hop rap or something but actually um yeah i think he's um his vocal was um the style of the song and the vocal sounded to me you know, very heavily influenced by the likes of ed sheeran and jason moraz yeah um but feels like he's probably got his own sort of style it doesn't feel too over auto-tuned it sounds like he can actually sing uh and he'd probably be singing like that live um i like his falsetto because a lot of these people do falsettos and they're not quite the, the voice weakens whereas that i thought was quite good because he's it didn't weaken as such it was it was just a nice full gentle falsetto um there's plenty of ebb and flow in there so it's been produced well um as is the the particularly the modern thing where it sort of you know, builds up drops builds up drops and uh, yeah so i like all the little twiddly high backing bits particularly towards the end you can hear sort of like nice little things going on mm -hmm. in the cans here it might have been not as clear as it will on the actual proper thing so i'm bearing that in mind because to me it sounded like the guitar was low very lo-fi to start with but actually then i thought can't be must be good production because i'm hearing sort of modern production things going on in there um and actually i've it's a lot of potential there you know if he's writing his own stuff and he's getting well produced like that or home producing in that to that standard then you know that's that's one to watch potentially you know, definitely radio friendly um definitely listenable easy on the ears pleasant tune and you can kind of you've got that chorus happens enough to remember it i think as well and it sounds ed sheeran enough to be popular follow worthy i think so because it's probably interesting to see what comes next yeah. i don't know what the previous track was like but we can find out another time but yeah i think it's follow worthy he's clearly doing three minutes 17 sort of pop tracks and it's you know he's put the categories pop definitely pop I think I, I honestly think that he's being groomed listening or for, to it from my end here is um, I think that he's working with somebody that's a professional um, unless he's doing this himself, in which case then, you know, he's doing fantastically because this was a very pleasant surprise 
this is kind of like what the uh, what the underground sound is all about is finding these new musicians that just like kind of like pop and for something that kind of like we didn't we didn't know what to expect because usually you'd expect some kind of like maybe somebody threw a beat out or whatever it is right but here we go hot off the presses on the very homepage, the very the the very newest song that you get is from from this gentleman Sunni. I'm I'm, I'm gonna assume um, Prada. Uh, you know the vocals were done very well. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. The, the guitar was done very well. Everything was done very well here. This is a professional production through and through, 100. It's radio worthy. It's just the right length, and like you said, it has those dips where it keeps that build up going, right? So it definitely has that Sheeran esque kind of quality to it. And um, and just the uh, just the style of the singing itself, he has that low pitch and high pitch voice at the same time, which makes it uh, all that much more intriguing, I think, um, personally. But yeah, um, I'm going to give this one an A, you know, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, once again, what the underground sound is about, finding new musicians, playing the music and, uh, you know, giving them giving them a venue here because, hey, if. Go check this guy out. Get the links in the description. Go check these artists out just for a second. Throw them a couple of fires. Throw them a save. Throw them a like, whatever the case may be. Let's get these musicians onto the radio. Let's get these musicians onto our playlist on Spotify. Let's get this music going so that way we can get these musicians the recognition that they deserve rather than hearing the same crap that we hear on the radio over and over again. Once again, not hating on the mainstream at all. I know that the mainstream, those guys too have put in their time. They've done their due diligence. You know, they've worked the system. They got a record deal and now the record deals buying airtime for them. I get it. I understand what it's all about. But the whole thing is that we don't just need to focus on the mainstream recordings. Let's give our guys here like SUNY and, uh, and Matthew beforehand. Let's give them the recognition that they deserve because those songs are going to be something that's enjoyable not only now but in the future so they could be classics you could be helping out making a classic well the thing is you see you never know i mean you know i, I always approach songwriting like the next song could be the best one i ever write which might not be good enough to be the best song ever or anything like near it but i always think like that because i know that yeah there's potentially my best song the best song i've got in me around just around the corner always there potentially lurking i might have written it years ago and already recorded it and, and that, yeah that's the best i can do but i feel like there's more and this this guy you know if he's writing his own stuff then he's got potential to do much more if it's this kind of standard okay it is it is the modern style of things the ed sheeran way the jason Mraz thing but that is popular i mean the ed Sheeran's yeah. so popular um and he's got a lot of that in him but he's kind of got his own style as well so i i genuinely thought actually he's, it was a real pleasant surprise to hear somebody uh doing what i would call a singing without too much you know yeah. in terms of auto-tune effects or anything just Okay, there'll be effects on the voice because everybody is all tuning these days to a degree, you know, whether they're using it just as an effect or or actually just to, to tune the voice and tweak the vocal. But but you know, it, 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 he's got a nice voice, a good voice, so lots of potential and nice delivery as well. Yes, yes, yes. The delivery is everything. So you know, the ad libbing in the background is awesome. Um, yeah. Everything that's working, you know, especially if you just listen to it in this break here, like real quick. <laughs> So 
you had that little bit of guitar then you had that ad lib with the reverb and chorus in the background and then obviously he's going to start with his full vocals there i'm telling you this is 100 um you know uh if he's doing if he's if he's actually producing this and doing this himself then even that much better if he's writing and composing his music this kind of like reminds me this guy reminds me of um uh, not the genre of music, but he really reminds me of um, of Silas Dean. Silas Dean is another artist that I think has yes. star written all over him, all over him. I, you know, Silas is just one of those artists that is he's going to hit that breakout point, and he's going to become the hottest thing under the sun. This guy could, this guy has the potential to be, you know, on those tracks with this particular genre. You know what I mean? Because listen, Ed Sheeran's not going to be around forever. Nobody is around forever, right? The Beatles weren't around forever. Metallica's not around. Well, Metallica is around forever, but <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Is as as time progresses, new musicians come in and they take the spotlight, right? So as that happens, I do think that this song, um, in particular, because this is the one that we're going to review today, I think that this song in particular has the chance to make it on the radio and actually um, uh, have an impact into uh, this gentleman's career here. Mm. i've given it some fire as well followed him and put a comment on as well so yep. just try and give him some love support and um yeah help help your fellow artists because he's young, a young guy as well so he's got the world ahead of him i mean you know i'm a bald middle-aged beardy guy and you know nobody's gonna want to promote me but i but myself now <laughs> yeah um but, but you know he's you know good looking young guy he's got the world ahead of him he can sing properly i i, I can't claim to sing properly do my best uh but you know he's he's got everything going for him at this age young while he's young and he's he's just got to go for it um you know if he's got that kind of talent just go for it absolutely absolutely no mistakes no regrets mm. great 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 kind of thing going on here so um welcome back from our break to the underground sound just real quick what we're going to try to do here is on this day in history in music history for that matter um so let's go through it uh may 20th 1954 billy haley and the comments in the comments i should say not in the comments <laughs> by the way leave a comment for us uh but billy haley and the comments released rock around the clock um going up to 1970 the beatles film let it be opened in the uk 1977 the stage show beatlemania opened in winter garden theater new york in 1978 the buddy holly uh, story premiered in lubbock texas and in 1980 kiss released their album unmasked so that's a little bit of this day in history um on this day in history music history will be um posted in the description so be sure to check the description out be sure to like share and subscribe if you like what's going on with our channel here Carlos Fandango, DJ X Tech, back from the break to bring you more new music here from independent artists. Let's get the screen sharing going back up here. And our next artist coming up is uh, Justine Painter um, with a song called Des Desert Relics, uh, marked as electronic and ambience. Do you have any kind of a preface to this song, Carl? Um, yeah, I like this one. There's a couple of hers I like, and I've I've sort of uh, connected with her direct messaging back and forth. We may do a collaboration at some point because um, she's tra she's uh, trading as uh, she's um, her artist name is Wayward Waves, and um, it's she's a new artist, very shy, 
but she's aiming to do a song a month or track a month and it's all instrumental stuff and it's i think you know feels like it's heavily influenced by jar and vangelis and i was just saying to her the other day would love to do a john and vangelis type of track and then of course lo and behold uh vangelis passed away the other day so oh. it was real shock to uh, you know it's a big part of my teenage years you know listening to a lot of the instrumental synth um electronic stuff and i love it and um and it was just just strange that i had been talking <laughs> to her so much about you know that kind of doing that kind of track um really uh yeah nice keen artist and was was extremely flattered when i mentioned i said i'd like to feature this on the um show um and you know she she was yeah very flattered by that and, and um it comes across as a very genuine person who does her music in earnest and uh you know i think she's got a lot to bring to the table well let's check it out now and uh we'll get into some comments after this uh song is is a bit long at five minutes uh but we're going to listen to the whole thing so wayward waves by justin painter this one is called desert relics
take away the commas, Carl. I'm pretty sure you saw what I wrote, so. Yeah, good. It's, um, um, I, yeah, for me, it was, you know, a bit of, a lot of Jean-Michel's, I mean, she, she sort of, when I mentioned it to, to uh, Justine um, about the Jean-Michel Jarre sort of influence, she said, well, I used to listen to him a lot. You know, it's probably there buried deep down as an influence. Um, and it's just come out now. But uh, that's very sort of late 80s. I think it was his 1987-ish album or 88 uh, Revolutions album that where it sort of had a more of a world flavor to it. And, and I love that sound. Um, it's sort of like an electronica synth version of, zeppelin's cashmere type thing you know that sort of feel mm. sort of nice stomping sort of um incessant beat but it, it does ebb and flow nicely uh, um i'm always on about ebb and flow but it's it really does my favorite bit is the at three minutes 42 there's a lovely so it drops out and then that big door 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 big beat thing drops back in again it just sounds awesome um but yeah it develops there's new sounds being introduced all the way through new instruments and it's nicely paced and it's sort of things come and go keeps your interest holds your interest but yeah um so overall um yeah i i, I love that kind of music but um there's a couple of tracks of hers i really like and um definitely see some potential i think she's going to keep making some good music yeah um so as as i mentioned in my comment there is that i could definitely see this being licensable music there's definitely uh, in that particular song i'll have to check out a few more songs of hers but in that particular song there was um definitely a middle eastern um you know influence to it you could hear it you know from the uh, from the kind of like synthetic sitar and everything like that that's kind of like going on in the background and everything but uh it's one of those songs where I can picture lyrics being there. I can picture vocals being there, but it works without it also because, like, if you were going to have opening credits for, like, let's say, um, a movie like, uh, like Mission Impossible, the the modern version, of course, like with Tom Cruise, right? If you were if you were to have a movie like that, and you were to have that song as the opening credits, you know, where there's a lot of kind of like stuff going on that makes it kind of like look like very mysterious and like what's happening and then i th i could definitely see that or or barring the opening credits then definitely ending credits or you know mid-song soundtrack whichever would work um you know kind of like even though it has that middle eastern feel to it it definitely has like that kind of like a little bit of espionage kind of feel going for mm, it as well so kind of like even even maybe uh james bondish i would dare to say yeah um, i could definitely see the song uh you know multiple places but the the, the production quality is great there's mm -hmm. no doubt about that um where the lows are the lows the highs are highs you know everything's everything is working there so uh very mm -hmm. very very well done to uh justin painter wayward waves um little little uh snippet here saying that uh justin painter the name of wayward waves stuck in honor of her father who was a uh as a writer sometimes used wayward watson as his trade name um so in honor of her father um so very well done justine here mm. Really like, impressed. Yeah. Great song. Very impressed. Um, so just uh, skip over to Tom's pick of the Fortnite real quick because I know that we're running short on time here. Uh, Carlos and I were really trying to make this <laughs> a shorter show. Maybe, <laughs> who knows? Maybe we'll end up streaming 24 hours a day with some um, with some uh, stunt doubles, I guess. To... We'll have to have some sort of timer or something. We just a little 30 seconds or something. We'll just say everything quickly. Right, ding, 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 something like that. <laughs> yeah, Bill. Well, I, I, you know what? I always keep it handy. 
do you have a purple bell of destiny is that what it is silver bell of destiny yeah the silver bell of destiny said so silver bell of death wrap it up wrap it up <laughs> dave, dave Chappelle had something like that where they where he had like that wrap it up sign which was uh which was a pretty funny um kind of like <laughs> yeah so um just just going to my pick of the fortnight um i gotta tell you uh, obviously since you were just talking about justine here and you were talking about uh Vangelis, um obviously big news a tragic loss for the music world right there i know we're about independent artists but you know it's it's good to share some um um some um you know main mainstream news as well because this is uh definitely um a loss for the music world for sure um i know that you have a deeper connection with his music from uh from your teenagers because you had pointed out a lot of songs that i had not even known about uh and i listened to them and they were and they were you know all fantastic and i mean you know when you're talking about you know jean michael jar and um jean michel jar and and evangelist right you kind of like get in this feeling where um i mean they're just top-notch composers like oh what, yeah what yeah. can you say about them other than you know utter brilliance and so um just because it happens to be the most uh most popular song um that he has composed uh for um you know let's say commercial value uh we're going to in honor of vigilus um there will be a link obviously to um to the full article i don't want to get into on the show of why he passed or anything like that or how he passed i should say um just um you know most popular one here is obviously chariots of fire i'm pretty sure that most of you can already picture the um the, the rhythm and the melody of it as we're just talking about it but there's something to be said about the creativity for the time because this movie was released in 1981 and back then it took you know two to three years to uh release a movie so creating a soundtrack was something important so if you're thinking about back into the uh back into the uh late 70s early 80s to have this kind of dedication to your style where you're talking about like this kind of um you know this this um you know the, the the mood kind of like synthesizer feel to it along with the classic piano just playing right then you mm -hmm. can then this just really brings the talent out into everything here and um and yeah just as a special tribute if you'd like to say some words here then we'll uh, carry on with chariots of fire To Vangelis. Oh, there you go. Here we go. To Vangelis. I'm going to let you take away the comments here. I know that uh, obviously from uh, from what you had mentioned, a very deep impact on your teenage life. Please. Well, and and beyond. Well, beyond. I mean, I, I you know, in later years, I remember, um, you know, just just sometimes you go through these patches where you know things in life go against you and stuff, and you sort of just just you know struggling to get by and all that. And at night time, I'd have to sort of settle myself, put the earphones on. And listen to something relaxing and i got into one of his albums soil festivities the album with the crab on it and uh and just just um yeah that, that album is just fantastic but but you know so many of the albums are great and, and yeah really experimental as well and and uh you know albedo 0.39 and the yeah, tracks like that really unusual and spacey uh to the unknown man was used on a, a snooker world snooker championships uh frame of the week or shot of the week or whatever it was but it was you know so it had a lot of ties in the music was used 
I mean, to great effect there. I mean, how someone can capture the glory, the passion, the running, and all those visuals just so well and embody it in music like that, uh, with that pulse as well, that insistent dum, 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 that goes all the way through the song. Yeah statically it's just just fantastic so um but you know an oscar-winning soundtrack quite rightly so um a fusion i like the fusion of the orchestral with the synthesizer yes, and absolutely. it's proper sort of composition and makes it extreme yeah just pure magic magical music so i, I just think yeah that's it's timeless it will always be with us he's left us a legacy of you know great music and and has gifted the world with that music it's fantastic uh, one of very few, obviously. And, um, you know, if you, if you look at that video and you watch that video, you could actually see the, um, the sections where he breaks off and he's, you know, using like the MOOC synthesis, the old one, right. Where you actually had to plug the cable in here and the cable in here to get the different sounds. So just imagine how long this song actually took to compose. This isn't like, you know, like we could put it together in like, you know, two or three days like we can now because everything's at our fingertips with the uh, with the computers and obviously the VSTs that we use and everything like that. This was sure unadulterated, unbridled talent uh, through and through, 100%. Um, this is something that's coming from his mind to his fingertips to his... Um, and, you know, and he probably said many times, no, I don't like that particular sound. It has to be this sound. And it became it became one of those songs and one of those sounds, which is just basically kind of um, utters just sheer, you know, pride and victory in it. And you can feel it. And if you haven't watched the movie, um, I know it's a little dull for a lot of people, but uh, if you haven't watched the movie, then watch it because it does just entail just that. It's it is of pride and victory, and, um, and you know taking that extra step to be uh, the best that you possibly can be. And uh, for Bengalus, once again, raise our glasses here. So yeah, cheers. cheers. A loss for the music world, but a mm -hmm. um, you know um, a gain for the history and music books. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. All right, very good. Yeah, I was, I was surprised, actually, how when I heard the news, uh, it's funny because some artists, I think if, if Kate Bush ever went or Bob Dylan or, you know, um, there's certain artists that are still left, uh, luckily, unfortunately, yeah, still with us, that I think, yeah, that's going to have a, I'm going to really struggle for days after that. But uh, but that was one that I, it really hit me more than I thought it would. I, I just didn't, didn't expect it. And then I thought, ah, oh, and I was just really, really sad, really upset for... Yeah, the whole evening just thinking gosh i just feel just just i was like that after sure. i was like that after um uh first was kurt cobain i was i was like that after kurt cobain and then i was like that um after tom petty where it just really seemed like it was just it was just a shame to have to have lost them and especially with kurt cobain having to have lost them the way that we did lose him because I mean, for crying out loud, he created, you know, a brand new genre and just a brand new impact on the world. Then, um, then, uh, then, you know, uh, yeah. you know, going back to when we're talking about the Doors and the Beatles and everybody kind of like leaving their mark on the world. You know, Nirvana was was one of those bands that absolutely did that, and Kurt Cobain being the frontman for it. Um, you know, so it was it was a tragic loss. It was a stupid loss, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, just, uh, yeah crazy if anyone's ever thinking about hurting themselves trust me there are different outlets for that 
um, definitely contact a, a family member, somebody. There's a crisis hotline that you can call if you're ever feeling mm -hmm. like that. Trust me, your life is worth more than oh um, than the way that you're feeling at this particular moment. So talk to somebody, get your problems out there, and um, and you know, and kind of like leave it at that. And uh, yeah, but Tom Petty was definitely you know Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Obviously, Tom Petty was a heartbreaking loss just because that the one song that always sticks with me through my childhood is uh is you know Last Dance with Mary Jane. It was just like kind of like one of those songs where you can't you can't ignore that guitar riff. You know the yeah. opening guitar riff. when you hear the guitar riff, you know exactly what song is coming on. It's just it's an iconic and epic song, and we could talk about you know a lot of artists like that. Just kind of like uh, yeah, I mean it's interesting for for Tom Petty. I I, I was. I always, yeah, liked the stuff he did with Jeff Lynne uh, producing and with the Wilburys. Um, and um, but there was a song that that I was quite late to discover called "Room at the Top," and it's just such a beautiful song. But it's something about his delivery, and it just makes me absolutely cry. And it just, just, it's amazing how you know, just just one of his songs in particular really hits the spot. And it's like that with music. You know, there can be something that just connects with you for uh, some unknown reason. And it's brilliant. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's it's like the same thing with comedy, right? Because comedy is mm. subjective. So comedy will hit you in different ways, you know. And I mean, we should never take uh, comedy, uh, you know, especially with, with in light of recent things that have that have been happening. I don't know if you've been up on the news where somebody actually attacked Dave Chappelle with a gun that actually had yeah. a, a knife in it, which is just absolutely ridiculous. You don't attack people's, yeah. you know, for telling jokes. I mean, listen, jokes are subjective. We shouldn't get offended by them. The whole thing is that it's a different craft in itself. Um, once again, let's stick out of the political nature of things here, you know, but, uh, but seriously, but it's, it's just the same thing with music, you know, music will hit you in certain ways, you know, so, um, Tom Petty definitely had that delivery where it was, uh, it was kind of like spoken word, very, very minimal effects on, on, on the voice and the vocals and everything like that. Right. So it was, he just, it was just all, all natural talent, just like what we showed with, uh, with Vangelis there. Right. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, Hey. And uh, one of my dreams is that that uh, that we will actually discover somebody like that on either this show or the ones and twos undergrounds, whichever it may be, will be will be fine with me. Uh, right here, I know exactly who you put on here. Uh, I don't know if I've heard this song yet or not. Ah. You put it on the list, but I don't know if I heard it before or not. But Smart Monkey, here we go. We're going to take this away with Going Somewhere.
I think proper ending for that song mm. definitely cuts off at the end. So, Carl, your thoughts first, because I got a couple. Yeah, I mean, my comments on the actual track. Um, I, I said to um, Smart Monkey that um, I love that section from two oh five with the really sort of high synthy sort of thing going on to two minutes twenty three, and that bit that immediately followed it was oh, just like I thought, yes, I like it because because yeah, the song it's the track itself isn't always something I'd I'd listen to, although that kind of thing there, there's a lot of, you know, obviously thumping insistent beat and that 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 nice sort of thing going on there um to transition from one section to another. The changes were seamless and you know the samples well, I don't know if it's self-created stuff or samples, but you know, um using world instruments in there as well. There's there's just a lot of nice sounds and changes going on there so there's there's plenty going on to keep you interested all through and really impressed actually good yeah um we've been communicating via email the past couple of days here and uh and, and so i have heard this one before it's just obviously memory retention isn't there so i have to you know it's like i'm hearing it fresh for the first time which is very nice Mm, so yeah. one of the comments that I made to him through email was the fact that uh, you know he doesn't he doesn't stick to a traditional like kind of like four four kind of like rhythm on his on his music right like with me that's kind of like where I stick is like a four four and you know you know it's like boom 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 then you bring in you know the hi hats then you bring in you know whatever the case may be so you work the song around that kind of like that pace and that tempo and everything right where his is very eclectic it seems because. There was one song that I was listening to. I can't. Let me see if uh, if my comment will pop up, which I don't think it was Alien Forces. It wasn't going somewhere because we just listened to that. Chilling in a Sea of Dreams was this one. That was the more computer sort of gaming track. Oh, that one. Yeah. Let me see. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here you see my comment. It's a completely different genre, of course. But if you remember the band Sublime, I could definitely see this as one of their tracks. 
Uh, some good backing vocals on this would take a long way. Definitely lo-fi lo and very chill. Nice job. So that's one of the things is not only does he not stick to a to a specific pattern of the music arrangement, but um, you know he definitely has his own vibe for each individual song. Whereas that one was definitely way more uh, Crystal Method or Chemical Brothers. Whereas this one was, you know, like kind of like rock, kind of like Skyish, like Sublime was, right? So he has different versions going on with his kind of like contemporary style, which I think makes him, um, you know, a great musician and just an innovator and happens to be one of your fellow countrymen as well. So, hey. Oh, all right. From you the know, I just imagined he'd be American for some reason. Oh, Ooh. sorry. He's from the UK. So he is UK. Just racist, Carl. <laughs> racist. <laughs> or continents, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, that's, that's good. He's, um, yeah, interesting stuff because he'd uploaded the um, Alien Forces purely because when I messaged him and mentioned something, for some reason, um, I think I'd said to him about one of my tracks have a listen to yeah, because my slightly more dancey tracks, I suppose, you know, beaty tracks would be um, message to Mars. And I said to him, have a listen to that. That was influenced by Jeff Wayne. So he uploaded um, alien forces and said, this was his oddly enough. It doesn't sound a bit like Jeff Wayne pretty much apart from certain aspects. And yet it was totally influenced by him. So it just goes to show, how music can influence people to do something completely different um but the influence is still there lurking in the background uh, and yeah for him jeff wayne's war of the worlds as a kid was yeah pretty magical for him and uh hugely influential and, and i remember seeing that album and that, that cover and the artwork was just phenomenal and then you know finally properly hearing the album years later and and just being blown away by it and uh i still love it to this yeah still one of my easy top 20 favorite albums maybe top 10 yeah because it's just so good mm. here's a question for you mm. somebody posed this question a long time ago so you have an iPod with unlimited power on it, but you can only take one song with you. You're going to get trapped on a deserted island. You just know this for some reason, right? But you're going to get trapped on a deserted island. You have an iPod, but you are only able to have one song on it. So this is what you will listen to till the end of your days. Mm. What song are you choosing? Oh, it's a tough one because there's so many good songs. I It's got to be something that you could listen to and work out. And I, I don't know, it's just difficult because you've been in different moods, different times. And it might have to be a long song that changes a lot. So yeah, we might be going for All right, one so of those. Let's change up the scenario then, right? Let's change up the scenario and say you have five songs. Yes, tiny bits, yeah, <laughs> but not well, much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with five songs because we have five different senses, right? So I'm just gonna say five songs. So what what songs move you? So like, many, so many. Yeah. But I suppose, and whilst "Sound of Vision" is one of my favorite Bowie songs, I'll have to take a Bowie song with me, and it's probably gonna be "Heroes," the album version that's longer, because there's just it's just absolutely magical. 
Um, Mine would be Space Oddity. I would, yes, I love that as well. He's great. Yeah, yeah it's just, just so many of his are good. I mean, when you're talking about adventure and triumph and overcoming obstacles and just, you know, fear of the unknown and, and anything that you can imagine, I mean, Space Oddity has to be it. Yeah. Oh, but there's Too so much. many, though. There's so many good songs. Too much to talk about for a podcast that we're trying to keep it. <laughs> yeah, about right going to that. Right. <laughs> Because then we're just gonna see here, like seriously. Because if if we just get into Bowie songs, then we're gonna move into, um, um, you know, um, we're gonna move into, jeez, uh, for crying out loud. Oh, well, there's Beatles, Queen, and oh, there's so many. I don't know, but I'm just like. Oh and my. and the other thing is, Elton I like John is who I'm thinking about. Right. If we're gonna get into Elton John, then we're gonna get into the Beatles, and then we're gonna get into Eminem, and then we're, get, and then we're gonna have this whole thing. You know what I mean? It's just gonna. It's gonna Elton John, I suppose I'd have to go Rocket Man because it's just got such a magical that guitar, the guitar, the production in Rocket. In fact, maybe Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, but the the backing vocals on on those songs are absolutely phenomenal. And and it, it was only when I was watching a um. One of those um we were talking about it recently weren't we the, i think uh the um oh classic albums and they they featured the goodbye yellow brick road album and the the backing vocals on it yeah because they do the isolated tracks and yeah on the mixing desk and uh it, and it sort of draws your attention to it because you, you just got wrapped up in this it's like i was listening the other day to uh, the back because I'm doing a Beach Boys style song uh, as if it's a Beach Boys lost song. Now, um, I so I immerse myself in the Beach Boys. I, I listen to the tracks. I listen to the backing tracks, and always on YouTube, yeah, we've got lots of reference points. And there's the backing tracks made by the Wrecking Crew, ultimately, yeah, the people who did all the Phil Spector songs, and a lot of the Beach Boys backing tracks. And um, you listen to the the quality of the stuff and and the just the detail. Now, I was listening to California Girls. And that lovely dum da dum da dum da dum. Oh, sorry, that's wouldn't it be nice? Um, dum 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 da dum dum dum. So you got all this going on, and I'm thinking, right, I'm going to listen just to the Hellblade drum part, try and get an idea of the sound, the, what he does, all that kind of thing, so I can really immerse myself and find out what what our help how Hellblade dr drums, and try and replicate that when I go to record it. And uh, um, but. I listened and immediately I wanted to sing the song and I'm, I'm sort of, you know, <laughs> into the song, right? Ah, oh, I forgot to listen to the drums. Started right. again, played it again. And it's so good that it just, I kept, I did about five times before I actually started listening to the drums. Because you, you forget about being a musician and being a fan. And That's, you listen to the song and you get hooked into the song. Yes. And you're away. And you yeah, think, oh. right. It drags you away, and that's one of the, uh, that's that's one song that I could say for sure does that for me every single time is when Pink Floyd's "The Wall" comes on. Mm -hmm. It's just like forget it. I'm in a trance state right there. I mean, there's just because when you're talking about the little details and just like the little guitars going here and, and and you know the backing vocals, obviously with the children and everything like that later on, right when we get into you know part two and part three and everything like that, it's just. It's such an amazing put together put together song. So 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 much well made music back in the uh, back in the day. Oh, Your yeah. country has definitely you know spawned a. My bad. Your country has definitely spawned a lot of music that was that was uh, mm. from 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 a lot of artists that that are just just absolutely phenomenal, and um, it's kind of weird. Well, it's it's strange because when I was growing up and you know teenager and you sort of you know, you have. Uh, 
bands like Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin and and for some reason a lot of them because I think they try and emulate the American sort of sound or like they were Stones they I knew they were British but yeah they always try and sing in a sort of kind of cod american way because a lot of their influences were all the old blues artists of yeah the traditional blues artists and um yeah they used to get the records uh, imported from american stuff you know get the latest one so they were massive fans um so they sung like that and the beatles did to an extent although they kept a bit more of their accent in the music now um uh what was the point i was gonna make? yeah so because of that um i i sort of thought artists like black sabbath were say american you know because i thought oh well, they must be american because they've got that sort of sound and um and lo and behold you know they're from birmingham in england and uh yeah led zeppelin are from england and elo obviously birmingham again and you know, you've got all these you know, obviously beatles and stones and the hollies and the kinks and the and queen and um you know you just got this raft of stuff you think what yeah bowie kate bush it's just endless amount of stuff. I mean, America's produced so many great artists as well, but they, yeah, a lot of the time they tend to be solo artists very often. It seems, you know, Elvis, you know, just just Roy Orbison and Everly Brothers, um, Simon Garfunkel. He's, he's got so many good artists from America as well. So, and you know, Chuck Berry, and you know, just just a whole raft of Motown and Atlantic soul singers, Otis Redding, and then you have got Sam Cooke so but it's a lot of i think yeah america was probably stronger on the solo artists and england for some reason was stronger on the bands it seems to me you know generally speaking but uh it's not exclusive that way but i think you know the 70s certainly was a very creative time and 60s you know for for the english music and uh, you know export and british music and exported it to the world and um yeah, we're certainly richer for 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 both nations have, have produced so many good artists and so many good songs right so so just to the point that you're making when you were listening to to ozzy and black sabbath back in the day were you just like, like thinking like who the hell is this schmuck <laughs> well i just just assumed no, just because of the way he acted if you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> he was probably oh, brash, a brash bad american bad, yeah. right yeah because that's that sort of level of confidence i what don't expect him to be a brummy okay just oh, just the way I, I thought of it, you know, but whereas... So the culture um, clashes that you think that somebody in America would bite the head off a bag quicker than somebody... <laughs> you guys had probably, great... Yeah. <laughs> well, had just a bit play. more confidence. So, you know, probably bite the head off a bat with more confidence, you know, or like Alice Cooper would pull the head off a chicken with more confidence than say, <laughs> it's, well, someone yeah, else. But, but With more confidence. How much confidence do you need? Yeah. I don't know. Americans are very confident. I don't know. British generally more reserved, aren't they? But when it comes to the theatrical. But then, yeah, a lot of these yeah. artists, you know, very shy and reserved, quiet people. And then suddenly they come alive when they go on the stage. It's kind of like, you know what, just because you were talking about just British people being more reserved. Uh, so I saw a meme of this. I totally forgot about it just until you said that. Right. I'm just gonna have to look this up for here. Um, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I see these artists on there. You got the Alexander uh, Kislitsin. Now I'm thinking to myself, right? And I heard it a couple of times. To listen through it a couple of times, I thought, yep, that's that's good. That would be good for the show. Now. It's amazing how fishbowl my memory is, and because I'm thinking, uh, how did that one go again? Totally forgotten. 
which may or may not be a good thing. I'm sorry, my mind was preoccupied with this. That's right. So you found the meme? I did, yes. So here, I'm going to have to stop this one real quick. <laughs> I know that, like, oh my goodness. See, we get on a time crunch and then we're talking about. <laughs> well, we can always edit it out, can't we? Yeah, so here we go. So this is a. So this was a meme that was British porn be like. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> splendid. Indies, scrumptious, carry on. Oh my God, I'm arriving. <laughs> Which is the one that I saw, but I mean. Oh, the train's arriving at the station. You get it though, because when you're saying that British people are a little reserved, then that's that's exactly like yeah. I think more so in the past. Now we've we've sort of kind of just become too open, way open. There's less of the British stiff upper lip and pull your socks up and carry on with it. It's 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 all kind of um, yeah, less stoicism and more hang your dirty laundry out for everyone to see. Right. But, but yeah, we we def definitely everyone was more reserved then and a bit prudish about index they used to sort of yeah if, if people were saying about things like that over the over the fence talking ladies talking to each other over the fence neighbors and did you know he had x yeah they, they wouldn't say the word they're sort of saying it in a weird way but um yeah it's that kind of thing where yeah they, they just certain words would be um like spelled out out on, out on the playground <laughs> yeah yeah just just spelled out really that's, that's rather than said so but now you know things have changed drastically so but yes i think people are generally more reserved and uh it always yeah some some things just americans are better at saying and doing because because they've got the confidence and the accent as well and oh that was something that was interesting the other I mean, we're going off piece now but we can edit this out but um the other day I noticed because when yeah we we were kids playing you know, there'd be a lot of the time as we'd be playing war uh, and doing all the machine gun uh, things but you know so we'd be either Germans or, or English that kind of thing but when we were generally you know because a lot of the television shows that were imported across like Six Million Dollar Man Incredible Hulk and yeah you know, all, all sorts of cartoons and, and programs from America um, Fall Guy and all that and A Team now. As youngsters, we'd often put on American accents because we're always influenced by America hugely for the good and bad parts come over you know, a few years after they've been at America for a few years. So I thought the other day, I thought that's interesting because I heard some kids sort of doing an American accent the other day. And I thought, ah, so they still do that sort of thing. Do American kids ever put on British accents and say, oh, uh, oh, Johnny, good, have nice to see you old boy all that kind of thing and uh tip top so, so do you do you as kids do that or do you just play as just as yourselves because yeah. you know america's always been seen as the sort of you know well the the biggest thing when i when i was growing up in this country right was uh was uh we we, we did cowboys and indians and uh, yes yes and cops and robbers um right. those, those were our two big things so um it kind of seems like i've seen some younger younger uh younger people doing this uh now with uh with tea parties especially where they'll kind of like throw on you know a bit of a a bit of a cheesy kind of like um like kind of like a stereotypical you know british accent like oh, it's tea time love yes <laughs> <laughs> right okay but, yeah so it's something like that but no um it's kind of funny that you mentioned that but you know but a lot of i i would say more in terms of 
when we're talking about entertainment, I would say a lot, a lot more movies have um, made their way over to European culture as opposed to as opposed to music, because um, music um, obviously being a big thing, um, but we for the most part have always been probably about five or six months behind Europe when faithless released insomnia we were we were about six months behind to hear right. that when prodigy had released um obviously because prodigy is just down the street in london um or they weren't in london where the hell were they they weren't in manchester i'm trying to think where liam was from exactly i don't remember liam and keith were were the two frontmen for it maxim late like later on came into the game um but but they were but the, anyway they were they were somewhere in england right we didn't know about that song until about six months later until it, you know it broke in it broke in the uk first um the same thing happened with um uh it was a faithless prodigy i had another example that i was thinking about oh uh robert miles robert miles with children oh yeah yeah, Robert Miles with children. Yes, beautiful melody. Melody. Instant, instant success, right? Um, we didn't know about that. Like, like my cousin came to visit from Poland and he was like, You guys are just like hearing this on the radio now. And I'm like, Yeah, it's a brand new song. He's like, No, it's been out for a while, bro. All right, it's interesting. It's always fascinating me the difference between the American and the UK uh, market and uh um it's when you go on YouTube and and you know say do a playlist of number ones of the seventies and it's an American person who's put it on uh, and put on the Billboard number ones, whereas the UK number ones and you compare the two, some translate and some are big hits and yeah, you know, a lot of UK artists didn't manage to break into the USA and some like Depeche Mode didn't until about ten years into their uh, career. Uh, but uh, so it's always fascinates me how some things in america that tended towards traditionally you know more rock oriented and country yeah. rock and stuff that was very big whereas you know there's a lot of quirky sort of odd sounds coming from the uk that that just didn't seem to make a dent in an american market because it was just a bit too odd and eccentric maybe i don't know what it was but um yeah that, that always fascinates me the difference you know because the listenership there's it's just totally different world I never, I never understood punk for the longest time, man. Like I, I would hear like the Sex Pistols, and you know, and and uh, and like, um, uh, not Billy, for Billy Idol. I was gonna say Billy Joel, but it's not Billy Joel. Billy, Idol. <laughs> Billy Joel yeah. doing punk. Be like, oh my god, like what is this? Like you know, I couldn't wrap my head around it. But obviously, later, once the fondness for for music grew, you know, and I started hearing it later. I started hearing the subtleties and I kind of like started getting the um the the point across in my own mind. Because see, I was always into um EDM, obviously, you know. Just because if you listen to my music, it's very hard on EDM and, and you know techno trance and everything like that. Um, but that was never popular here, but I wasn't really concerned about the popularity. It it was just kind of like the way that I felt like I could express myself without like, you know, like picking up the guitar and singing or having to write lyrics or anything like that. I've wrote lyrics. I actually, I've, you know, I actually started writing a book at one point, um, which has nothing to do with any of the lyrics or anything like that. I just kind of like wanted to write a story. So I am creative, you know, just in nature, but, um, uh, 
a lot of the music in the U.S. tends to be like, um, if it doesn't have any lyrics behind it, it's and it's not kind of like if it doesn't have a guitar, if it doesn't have any lyrics and any kind of like bass, it's not really going to like have any kind of like huge impact on it, right? So mm -hmm. even when you look back in the day where Dr. Dre was an actual DJ and he was spinning techno at a club that he was working at and he was trying to work out this this whole rap thing in his mind you know if you just take a look at that where everybody told him like you know this this is not going to work this is not going to work this is not going to work mm -hmm. well lo and behold dr dre is called dr dre he's called the doctor for a reason because uh you know give him a song and he's going to make it number one he's made a lot of number one artists you know mm -hmm. dog eminem a lot of people so a lot of people thought that you know hip-hop just was never going to fly um but i mean i was i was a fan of dr dre from that very first lick that i heard the very first time that i ever heard it man, i was just like yep it, it's just something that, that that sticks with you you know mm -hmm. um when you get that kind of effect on people then it just sticks with you but you know those songs coming over had really made a huge cultural impact on the united states they really had you know, because Polish people had listened to him, Russian people had listened to him. There's obviously a lot of a lot of immigrants in the United States. You know, the music was just never really mainstream. But when, but when Prodigy came out with um with you know with Firestarter, and that song translated over here, uh, once again, speeding tickets rose by six hundred percent. That's incredible. It is incredible. It seriously is because now we're talking about something that you know that's overseas. It's not a popular. It's not the uh, uh, you know a popular type of music in the United States for you know any any kind of like stretch of the imagination. But now everybody is like literally just cranking this one song. And this is what one song can do. This is the power of one song. Literally everybody is cranking this inside their cars, hitting the gas getting speeding tickets up the ass as it were because 600 <laughs> percent increase in speeding tickets is nothing to uh nothing to kind of like uh like like joke about and all the requests that were, i remember there was a re radio dj that actually got suspended for it because everybody was calling in to request that song they wanted wow. to hear fire starter so he played it like 30 times in a row he actually ended up getting suspended from the radio station because they were like we can't just play the same song all the goddamn time <laughs> so this was circa what 1997 probably something mm. like that yeah um so yeah they've been around for a while and, and it's and it's and it's awesome to think about like you said the cultural differences and the impacts that different music has from um from different areas and uh yeah man this is why this is why I personally think that that music is one of the best things in the world because mm. we're about to listen to uh, Alexander Kislison is what it looks like. Yeah, Kislison. Yeah, um, he's a violinist and violist uh, producer, educator, artist. So yeah. yeah, I mean this 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 one really. Um, I think if I remember rightly, pricked my ears up just the the violin playing uh mainly um but um yeah nice fusion of edm which is in yes. your sort of ballpark area and uh but with real instruments again the combination of fusion i love i mean it's like gary newman's music you know when when he's sort of basically sort of kind of this post-punk um synthesized music that, but also real instruments the music industry was railed against uh gary newman quite a lot because they thought he was going to put 
real musicians out of work but really when it, in hindsight you know it's using real bass real drums a synthesized bass slightly as well and synthesizers real voice uh, some real guitars it's just like I can't believe they trashed him for it right? because the, the fusion of the synthesized music with the real music, um, it was just such a good blend. It sounded so futuristic, still sounds amazing now, like cars or our friends electric just so ahead of their time that, that cars just, just, it still blows your socks off now when you listen to it. But, um, but the fact is it's it's that fusion of real like the vangelis one you know fusion of real and orchestrated instruments yes uh, uh, sorry synthesized and orchestrated real instruments is such a good combination and uh and it's pretty magical and i thought this this sort of falls into that category in a way um i like that he's got 90 fire already and five saves that's always a good sign if a lot because tracks can get a lot of plays and no saves and for me, that that yeah. sort of smacks that. Yeah, it's it's good, but it's is it worth saving? It, well, if something's worth saving, then then it's sort of struck a chord with a few people. We have sixty six views, ninety fires, uh, five saves in four days, so a total of sixty six plays and six followers uh, with one track. This is kind of strange when I'm looking at the description when I'm looking at the person because this really seems very kind of violinish and professional from philadelphia pa pennsylvania obviously um but with this being edm and violin but the mein lieb i believe is german yeah minor lieber yeah yeah um which okay my love which is my love isn't it lieber lieb my love ich liebe dich that's right because on these notes he said he found a sample which perfectly laid on what it already written so and you'll hear that in there it's a good use of sample it just sounds good yeah the one thing that i saw remember from polish was eine meine kleine schweine like like my <laughs> my one little pig or something like that but in, in, in either case here we go uh let's talk about meine lieb and lieb from alexander kiss listen kiss listen we'll figure we'll figure that out later on let's get the spell <laughs>
just looking at your comment first here. It's just like I'm looking this. You don't often listen to dance music, Carlos. How dare you? Yeah, not quite like that, but that that was just really when that beat drops, that was great. I mean, I just love it. I I like that more now. I've heard it again, actually, and um, I'm glad I saved that one because uh, it reminds me the sample. Oddly enough, there's an artist from the early '80s, late '70s, sort of post-punk again. Um, and it was called German artist called Klaus Nomi. Now, here's a couple of his songs, uh, Lightning Stars, really unusual artists. I mean, you know, with the makeup and everything, and you know, probably influenced Bowie in Ashes to Ashes, this sort of look and everything, because just really uh, odd looking, but but great fun artist. And uh, he did a version of Lightning Strikes, the Lou Christie song, a 60s song. And uh, it's a great version, but there's also, I think, Dido's Lament or something. And uh, but there's he's done, yes, but it had that kind of feel to it without being dancey. But that's what it reminded me of. Um, but the beat drop, brilliant, love his violin playing some lovely song bends and and you know, just just beautiful playing. And um, and I thought they're just fun enough. We were mentioning about Robert Miles, and yeah. that's got that kind of nice melody to it. I was actually thinking something a little bit different because obviously, obviously he's more into violin than anything else. Uh, I'm just guessing from the picture here, right? But yeah. the violin wasn't like overpowering the entire song, right? So the so the uh, so the production value was there, where everything just just really flowed very nicely together. Um, the opening of it was actually I was like thinking something that was uh, that was a uh, modern talking versus uh, enigma. Kind of like so you know, yeah. If, if you if you get modern talking, if if you especially if you listen to Brother Louis, right, brother, yeah. and you get that My brother absolutely he, loves modern talking, and he, yes. he sort of gets some of their other. So was that a big thing over there, modern talking? Well, it was for me. My mom, yeah, liked, yeah. oh my, well, good. Not like them, so I I, I listened Obviously, to them. Euro pop, Euro yeah. pop, yeah. Yeah, so it was just my mom oh, was wow. always into like modern talking and Smokey and uh, you know and Abba, you know mm. all those kinds of bands. So I listened to all those throughout my childhood, but that's the first thing that I thought of when I heard that kind of like piccolo in the background, like the bit of bam was Brother Louie Louie, because it just sounded like like just right off there. It may have even been a sample for all I know, but that's mm. the first thing that it reminded me of. Then when you have the the opera vocals going in the background, you kind of like think of uh, Enigma's sadness when yeah. you pop into there right so it's kind of like that it's kind of like an upbeat dancey vibe with a little bit of sadness in it and then yeah. the drops and then you really get into that strumming of the violin which again i don't know if you call it strumming what do you call rubbing the horse here do you call it strumming uh what, what, what when you're literally just sort of yeah, when, when when you're when you're bowing, when you're is it called strumming still? Because you strum a guitar. I'm just kind of like think it's strumming. Um, I'll come back to you on that one in a second. It's okay. Yeah, it's all good. It must be. Yeah, it really I'll gave me, it really gave me that effect to it, where it's just that uh, once again it, the the violin, the strumming or whatever it's called, it was not overpowering. I love the scratch effect that's in the background. The old record player, the old record, the old vinyl record playing on the needle, yeah. right? You got that. You got that little bit of like that hiss in it, and it's just uh, once again, just the fact that you're able to make out all of those sounds in one song shows you what production quality can actually do in, yeah. in a song. It's very, yeah. very important to isolate the um, the individual sounds, and as mentioned before. 
um, using your voice as an instrument, like what we were talking about when Rookie was still on, uh, the fact that you use your voice as an instrument, remember to highlight your voice. Remember that your voice is heard just the same way that that little that little vinyl record whirl was heard like just the vinyl going over that needle that's all brilliant yeah. i liked it big fan oh yeah really really impressed with that one I, I um listened a couple of times very good um boeing i think it's boeing because yeah. it's violin bowing, so I think it's bowing when you're doing that. I mean, obviously you can do yeah, staccato stabs and, right. and uh, different various different things, yeah. but it's it's a bow strike. You can do bow strikes and bowing, so it's bowing. Yeah. All right. Whew. Boeing seven four seven. Boeing seven forty seven. Brilliant airplane. <laughs> so that was the last one that was on the list, except that we were supposed to still get to uh, Myr and beer. So you sent his link to my email? Uh, yes. So yes. we have that one. So uh, this is our last one of the evening today. I take it my uh, MBA must be probably of Iranian or something like that with a name like Maya. So usually it's um, Middle Eastern. Let's have a look. I like the fact that, you know, just, just, going through these artists you know it's from all over the place and it's, yeah. it's just so good to know that these you know there's artists out there all over making music and everyone's got their different influences it doesn't say where he's from but uh yeah i mean it might yeah just just really mainly guitar based instrumental stuff but some okay. good things or as a composer guitarist this was posted Wow, 17 hours ago. 500, oh, 520 plays in total. Sorry. So what's that's the... a lot for five tracks. I mean, it's 100 plays per track. And I okay. mean, I, mine, mine are, I mean, I've got 56 tracks on there so far, but, but they're averaging something like 38 per track because the early ones didn't get a lot of plays. So it's sort of catching it, playing catch up. But that's right. very good for five tracks. I mean, you know, he's, he's obviously hit on something with a couple of those tracks in particular. Is this the one that we're looking at? It was uh, a bit of pain. Uh, madness was the one, the one down the bottom. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, As my comments say down below, I listened three times straight and I thought, well, oh, that's, that's good. And liked it. Huh. Three times in a row. Cool. You heard it yeah, once. four minutes. So, yeah. You heard it once. You played it a second time. You, yeah, yeah. I just got to yeah. the end and thought, I'm going to listen to that again. I mean, it's partly because I was making comments and you want to sort of go back again because otherwise it flicks to the next track but that was but i wanted to listen to it again so that was good i was going to say i thought that that's how interesting it was but now that you were making comments <laughs> you have to go back that that kind of diminishes it oh uh, it's because i put long comments long-winded comments but it's good because i actually listen to the music and make comments on the music whereas a lot of people would just say you know one word things or exclamation marks yes fire because then you get your comments to track ratio up which means then you can upload more tracks if you're looking to upload so Absolutely. and get people to listen to your stuff but i think you know for me it's it's really important to actually listen to the songs comment on them and and uh because they've taken hours to do these yes days yes well let's check it out uh so yeah. my art and beer for my uh closest um kind of like translation maybe wrong maybe not we'll talk with him later i'm pretty sure so uh let's check it out this one is called madness 
All right. Ma Yar and Beer with Madness. Carl, take the comments away. Right. So you've got a bit of Brian May sound, uh, like the Queen Chinese torture song from um, the Miracle album. And I'd say, as Die Straight said, oh, yeah, the boy can play. I mean, he certainly can play. And, and uh, yeah, towards the end, you've got a little bit of sort of Nirvana sounding guitar there. There's a bit of Joe Satriani, Steve Vai Van Halen sort of stuff going on. The sort of albums my, my friend Dan uh, used to uh, uh, play years ago to me and say, yeah, you must, must hear this. Very Middle Eastern influence on the um themes the end section just the, the before but before the end section that quiet suddenly quietens down you've got a very sort of mike oldfield sort of influence so it's like all these different styles some nice harmony guitars lots of different things going on recurring themes going on every now and then with the all that sort of stuff so that that's sort of repeated a couple of times um and yeah lashings and layers of guitars really like it it's just, just quite inventive quite creative and it's just just bubbling with with you know it's like a little melting pot of guitarists going on there very good he's good it definitely you know i mean <clears throat> um obviously that there's not much production value to it is because i'm assuming that that you know um he would use this I myself personally would use it as an audition type of kind of like thing if I were trying to, uh, you know, uh, get into a band or something like that. Because I got he's definitely he's got a lot of things going for him. He can play the rhythm, he can play the melody, and he can play the lead. That's very important, also, right? Because some people are just lead guitarists, some yeah. people are just rhythm guitarists, some people are just melody guitarists. He's got all of that going for him. The fact that he can, you know, put together a song, which obviously production is a little bit lacking here. But the fact that he can put together a song with those elements in there is just great because uh just just as you first thing that i heard was uh when it opened up was i thought smashing pumpkins then it got a, a little bit into metallica then it got a little bit into megadeth right so it had like that had like that hard kind of edge to it um with the kind of like uh like let's say i don't want to really say soft rock stylings of smashing pumpkins they weren't necessarily soft rock but they were definitely softer than metallica right mm. but um but yeah it's just when you get into it so yeah he's a great soloist uh great soloist i i would say um the break was awesome that's why i, I threw a couple of fires up there i'm sure you saw because it was a nice build-up i think it could have happened a little bit earlier as far as the song is concerned if it happened towards the middle rather than towards like you know three quarters through the song if it happened a little bit earlier, then I think it would have been a lot better. But it did that break there was kind of like, you know, get to the lowdown and then boom, we're right back into it. Just sounded amazing. So yeah, good song. I could definitely see why you listen to it a few times. Mm. But um, but uh yeah, a little production is necessary if we I mean I get it, it's out on Spotify, it's out on iTunes, it's on YouTube and everything like that. Um, but as far as like calling it an actual song song i think we're far from there i i would definitely i would definitely call this more of an audition tape than anything else that's just my personal opinion yeah that's what we're here for give our that's opinions all, all that we're here for kick me in the ass later in the comments if you wish if you do <laughs> leave a comment please remember to like subscribe and share this as well hit that notification bell so that way you always know when we have new stuff up um so the um 
the stuff's going to be going up. We're going to be doing the Underground Sound, which is today's show. It's going to be the review show. We're going to be doing this once every two weeks. So two weeks from now is when you can expect the new one. And the ones and twos underground is going to be every two consequential weeks. So next Friday, ones and twos. The Friday after that, underground sound. Next yep. Friday after that. So every other week is the alternate show. There you go. Every other week was the word that I was looking for as well. Yeah. Carl, this has been a great show. <laughs> I kind of like um you know who I'm sure that you've heard of Muse. You had to have. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I like Muse because, I mean, I was quite late to the party on that one and um, it was one of my friends who I was working with um, sort of introduced me to a couple of the songs. And um, one in particular was Knights of Sidonia. I absolutely love it. That was that was the same one that I was introduced to. Yeah. It's was nice Sidonia. But since the last song that we heard was Madness, I thought that maybe we could close out the show hmm. with, uh, with Muse's Madness. Well, that's, do you know what? Do you know what? How about that? Because the actual, on the format of the show I sent through was saying the final one we do is a Purple Bowl of Destiny. Leave it to Destiny. And guess what came up? We choose DJX Tech. Look at that. So you choose the song. That's Yeah, amazing. I just pulled that out. So it's exactly as ordained, preordained. Look at that. Then then it must be fate at this point that the last song that we listened to is called Madness, uh, which happens to be a, a brilliant song made by Muse. Obviously, guys, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, we will be back uh, in two weeks, both Carlos and I. I will be back next week doing the ones and twos underground. Uh, but for right now, we're going to close out the underground sound with another song that's called Madness, just happens to be by a different group brilliant group if you haven't heard them they are mainstream we're going to try to stick with the underground artists as much as possible carlos any closing words for yourself no really enjoyed it again i hope our audience our listenership our viewership uh, grows and enjoys the show um yeah feedback's good comments are good if we need to tighten up our comments and have less talking and more songs let us know um you know, or if you enjoy the format and the way we're doing it at the moment, or if you've got any ideas and things that you suggestions, throw them in. Feel free to you know phone in and uh, you know leave a message or something, and and you know try and get your songs on here. Share with your friends, get your friends to listen as well. It's a great place to discover new artists and new music, and it's a nice bit of fun. We're supporting each other because it's it's a very tough difficult industry to get heard in within so much competition all over the world yes. um it's, it's hard to get heard so you know we're doing a little bit to help every, everybody out and um or as many people as we can out and you know it might be the next big thing the next big artist that gets heard who knows we're doing something at least to help each other i'm pretty sure we've done it already a few times it just happens to be a matter of everybody like kind of like jumping in and showing you a little bit of support so guys really guys and gals whoever's watching the show honestly like listen hop into the link description here or hop into the descriptions find the artist link if you had found somebody very interesting uh that you absolutely love their song maybe you like carlos fandango maybe you like djx tech maybe you like both who knows <laughs> hop in the descriptions find your favorite artist there click on their links seriously go show them some love as a musician um if you want your song on here you are more than welcome to contact me at, uh, I'll leave a link down below. Also that one, two DJ at gmail.com. Feel free to send me your, uh, your music or, um, Carlos Fandango. Uh, if it's okay with you, I'll post your email in there as well. Mm. Unless you're just doing, 
your thing like kind of like for for music kind of like personally um, no that's okay actually because because um yeah if somebody wants to contact me and uh, you know I mean, I've, I've been sort of collaborating with artists a bit more now when i've got time to it's problem is we've got day jobs and everything as well so it's, it's, it's hard to sort of fit the timing and that's you know i'm struggling to try and collaborate with people and help people out with their tracks and also do my own music so i'm trying to get an album out later this year but happy to get um you know if somebody wants to email and, and talk about the show i mean obviously djx tech is is your man really that knows the most about it and how to get your tracks on there and get played but you're welcome to message me and i'll do what i can to um assist uh you know if you want to find out more about it i'm always happy to have a chat and you know we'll have a nice nice chat and find out a bit more about you and um yeah get your music promoted why not indeed absolutely hmm. If you're on the channel and if you're listening to us before this used to be the official djx tech channel it has changed because now it's just the underground sound the ones and twos are part of the underground sound as is making a musician 101 we're going to have our best of the web uh, um you know on there eventually um the channel is growing nicely um i'm not complaining that you know uh, eventually you know sooner or later we're going to hit triple digits and that'll be nice then quadruple digits is going to be even nicer and then yeah. you know we'll just keep on growing and growing i'm sure but once again Hop in the description, check out the videos that are actually on the channel, um, click those links, show these artists some love, spread the word. We thank you for spreading the word on us. We will do everything that we can to promote your music. We look forward every day, honestly, to hearing new music. Um, as you can see, we're we're both uh, we're both uh, in the eclectic style of our, our music love. So we're not really focused just on hip hop or just on rock or just on country or anything like that. We do it truly enjoy all types of music. So whatever music that you have to contribute, we look forward to hearing it. And um, for that, this is Friday, May twentieth, two thousand twenty-two. DJX Tech and Carlos Fandango for the Underground Sound. Signing off with Muses Madness.